Hello, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your host, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong. Yes, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I am Tyler. And I'm Chris. And today we are talking, we're doing another uh, director one. We're doing a director showcase, and uh, today's director is whom? Christopher Strong. John Carpenter. John Carpenter of Mars. That yep. is correct. Uh, the three movies we're covering are Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, and They Live. Like, one of the first things I'll say is uh, big thanks to uh, our, our current PA, uh, Scott Reacher, for giving us all of the... Uh, uh, he gave us They Live and Big Trouble in Little China to watch, and then he yep. gave us a bunch of comic books as yeah. well, which I've read a couple of, and they're pretty great. Glad you did. I, had, I didn't get, quite get to those, so... Ah, yeah. They're they're completely outside of the like movies, so it's you know not even really worth talking about on here. But <laughs> still, like they're they're pretty cool. Um, so I suppose we'll just get into our first movie, unless you have any anything before that. Um, I guess let's just say that like I'm somebody who like here's what I knew, knew about John Carpenter was that was that he did Halloween movies. Yeah, and I had like slightly seen I had seen They Live like a long time ago. Uh huh. And I had already seen like Escape from New York basically before we like did like this podcast thing. Like what basically we usually do is like, we'll watch, you know, the the movies before we do the podcast. Just kind of yeah. rewatch them in case we we maybe we watched them before already, but like we're just gonna refresh. It's usually course, been basically. a couple of years. Yeah, it's like yeah, the only like, like past couple of years is when I actually was like, okay, let's see what this guy's all about. Whatever. Let's, uh-huh. yeah, I I'd heard about him like from like you and other people or whatever. So right. Like, okay, let's see what this guy's this guy's deal is because i mean like yeah. you know just about carpenter in general like this guy is probably in certain genres he's definitely like one of the biggest influencers like in the industry like he set forth so many different like th- the uh, some of the movies that he's done like like escape from new york and uh, also like halloween it feels like they're full of tropes it's because they set them forth <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> Um, and my, my last little note on Carpenter is that like, it seems like the eighties was like his, was like his time. Oh, for the nineties sure. was like his, you know, he started dropping off. You gave the man $2 million. He'll return back like 13, $20 million. Right. If you give him too much, then like, it's, it's not, yeah, you're, it's, it's, it's a high budget B movie at that point And it's yeah. going to be, and I, I have, you're dooming yourself. About, yeah. I was going to say, some say about that also. Later we, in the podcast. Yeah, when yeah. we get there. Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive into Escape from New York because talk, talking about like before, you know, before like recently, I did not like this movie when I first saw it. And uh, I, and I, I chalked that up to my expectations being completely different. For anyone who has not seen Escape from New York, you should probably stop listening to the podcast. But um, Spoilers galore. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> are going to happen. Um, but the... You know, like, the current expectation has really been set since Die Hard for action movies. And this is not, like, a fast-paced, like, you know, action thrill-fest. It's it's a very slow, atmospheric movie. Um, Snake barely uses his gun, which is uh, which is one of my notes, actually, uh, that he, he goes for stealth over wasting the limited amount of bullets he has. Yeah. Which is, uh, and they don't, like, draw attention to it, like, oh, look at us for being smart. But anyway, like, yeah, I didn't like the movie when I first saw it, uh, like, maybe five years ago. And I, my mind has been changed quite a bit, for sure. Um, I remember when, 
there's a point in which we talked about it before, and I know you said you didn't like it at one point, too. It might have been Escape from L.A. was what I was talking about. So had you not seen New York? I hadn't seen New York until last year, maybe. Oh, okay. So this is this is probably you're talking about, probably thinking of like because it's like this is when like when we first met. I remember yeah. like I think we had talked about it. I think I I maybe hadn't seen it yet, and you told me it was bad, and I was like, nah. So I've been referring to Escape from Escape from L.A. Okay, like, that's one I did see when I was younger, and I was like, this is kind of dumb movie. It's stupid, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing things from Escape from New York, and I'm like. Wait, what's this thing? Yeah. And people were saying, like, no, no, this is the one you need to watch. Like, this this is the one. I know everyone's, like, pretty much everyone universally pans L.A. I've never seen it, but, like, yeah. it, I, it apparently goes pretty overboard. <laughs> I know that there's a scene where he's, like, surfing on lava, I'm pretty sure. Uh, there's, uh, I, you know, you know the, th- the thing is that that movie, I will say, about Escape from, we're talking about Escape from L.A. now, uh, <laughs> is that it has Steve Buscemi. And it has uh, uh, Bruce Campbell in it. Never mind, I'm sold. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's just so weird that like you know you have like this uh, like this cast is like this is exactly who you expect in this kind of movie. Yeah, and it just fails. Like, how did it happen? Well, because like that was I mean that was my feeling with this movie back in the day because this movie has it's got Kurt Russell, it's got Isaac Hayes, it's got Donald Pleasance as our British president. Really, really good cast though. Like, great cast and. It, I just didn't get exactly what I was expecting. Like, Snake is totally, like, the most basic anti-hero. And it's because he's the OG. <laughs> like, yeah. he, like, he he set forth all, all of the, like I said, like, set forth all the tropes. And it's, it's, still, it's still enjoyable here while also, like, you know, I, I recognize that it is now a little bit cheesy. But it's, I, I enjoyed it a lot more this time around. Um, I wanted to to talk about some of the special effects in this movie. Oh yeah, especially is that they didn't have money for special effects. Oh yeah, they didn't have like you know the CGI whatever and that stuff. But they, they basically what they had to do was they took a model. So you know how like the like the you have like the um like the, the big layout of this of the city or whatever. Yeah. So they took a model of the city, put a bunch of tape on there, black light. Yeah. And they created that uh, the wireframe of the city right like the, on the all the displays and like that is. That's that's great. That there, works. It there's great. also shots of um, like certain buildings and like when uh, Snake is first entering the city, like there's just this big like helicopter shot of like the um, of the plane like going into the city, and it's like it's just a miniature model, uh, which is great. And then like a lot of the like backdrops for some of the shots, there like there's just these like beautiful huge matte paintings of uh, of like the the New York skyline, and it it looks great. They filmed it. Uh, I forgot to write down. I didn't. I think I wrote down like the city they filmed it in. St. Louis. St. Louis. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were parts where it was just like they didn't have to worry about um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> set design because it was just already trashed. It was you know there were there were the dilapidated buildings in places. I think things basically that you know you'd see in New York. So it's like this works out for them. Right. And there was a thing I read. They would have they would have gone to Detroit, but it was it was way more destroyed. <laughs> there was nothing left. <laughs> Well, RoboCop, uh, yeah, took care of that. Um, but the, my, my last note on the special, the, the behind the scenes stuff was just that like, they actually got to shoot on, shoot, and I don't think I, I wrote, I wrote down an island on. I don't remember if it was Ellis Island or if it was on uh, the Statue of Liberty Island, whatever that's called. Um, because they, they shut it down basically, and they, I think maybe it was Statue of Liberty the island okay. it's on, because like they uh, had to attack a few, a few like 
it was like a, a couple of years before that they, so they kind of they're kind of you know worried yeah but they still let them film there and they shut down the place so they can film there so it's like that is like super rare to have that kind of sort of thing happen especially with a budget of like three million dollars or whatever yeah movie had. um speaking of you know there's an elephant in the room while watching this movie because there's a lot of shots of the twin towers and he also uh has to land his plane on there and one of my notes was uh if they remade this movie he'd have to land his plane somewhere else yeah, uh, there was like what was it? Um, Escape from Earth. Now is like the future thing. So they have to worry about that stuff. I think yeah. I'm not sure. Well, no, if they, if they like if they remade oh, re- Escape oh, remade, from yeah, New York, yeah, yeah. Uh, which they, is, is something they like. It, it, that's one of those like movies that they always talk about. Like, oh, we're gonna remake it. It's like, and they never do it. Yeah. But one day it's 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 gonna happen. One day. Dwayne Johnson. That's just gonna be there. They they no. It was Big Trouble in Little China. They want to do uh, a movie with Dwayne Johnson. Oh boy! Like, <laughs> I mean, I well, joke, but um, the, we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah. Why that's a bad idea? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I have I've got a question for you. Since yeah. uh, this this uh, movie takes place in the distant future of 1997, um, do you think that Smash Mouth still exists in this universe? You know, I I hope so. I hope that the president listens to Smash Mouth. Do you think that <laughs> if they did a remake, they'd have Smash Mouth playing? Yeah, over the over the, well, over the president's speech. <laughs> like we can only hope. Yeah, we can only hope. You know what? One of the fun things you're talking about uh, not wasting ammo, except when the Duke has it. He's like just like firing yes. like, around. Yeah, I love like that. Basically, just like torturing, like saying like, you know, hey, who am I? Basically, you know, yeah, tell me who I am. It's like you're a number one. <laughs> yeah, you're a number one, the Duke of New York. Yeah. Um, and then when he probably shoots him at the very end, you're the Duke yeah, he's of New just York. screaming. Yeah, <laughs> you're um, a number one. <laughs> uh, my, I, I, I love, I love the Duke. Uh, Isaac Hayes is great. And uh, I love most of all the uh, the chandeliers on the front of his car. Oh <laughs> those, yeah, yeah, those are amazing. That. Yeah, I like that. That was like a nice uh, hood ornament. Worth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's, there's so many different things in this movie that like, I really appreciate. I like. Uh, so we talk about the matte paintings, the mm-hmm. the scene like when he's talking to Brain in like the um, so the New York Library. And yeah, there's like, the, there's like the oil thing going on in the background. Or whatever. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. great. Stuff. The production design is amazing. Yeah. There's a scene where uh, he's being chased by the crazies, and there's a there's a sign in the background. There's like a storefront that says "Chock Full of Nuts." <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> the guy who, gosh, I, I'm trying to think, remember like what he looks like. He's basically like the one that um, the soldiers land on on the island. And they they see him first. Where he has like the crazy looking hair or whatever. Yeah, the the guy with the Vegeta hair? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think he, like, he looks like something out of Trina, Pierre Pan, like the, like the Lost Boys um, type thing. It, he looks like someone out of the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah. Lost Boys, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a very specific movie that he, oh, his, his, his face, um, kind of has, like, similar makeup to, uh, like the, the, like the demon from The Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, that's what it reminded me of. There's much of the same team from Halloween here. Uh, it's, got expert cinematography from Dean Cundy. Uh, Deborah Hill's the producer. There's a bunch of returning cast members like Donald Pleasance. The cinematography in this is beautiful. Yes, it's it's, um, it's perfect. <laughs> I told you, I kept stopping to like just to look at frames because it's just like I could almost like – I could just take a screenshot of this and print it out basically. Yeah. Like, this, this would be a great poster right there. Um, and then one thing I didn't realize until uh, watching it this time was uh, the co-writer was Nick Castle – who actually played Michael Myers in the in the first movie? Oh, really? Um, and I di- I didn't know that he was a writer. He's he's kind of off and on done a few th- like a few things that I've heard of before. I can't remember what they are now, but um, that's pretty cool. 
I was very expected. Uh, I, I, I was that was very unexpected rather. Yeah. Uh, just about, again about the cinematography, like uh, the mood lighting. This movie is all atmosphere. The, like the green and red lighting in the uh, the cockpit. Like there's kind of like this. There's just like kind of a green aura all around the city. Like it it, it looks so great. Um, that's probably. That is like the best thing about this movie, and probably the thing that elevates it more than anything else. Um, Kurt Russell, of course. Uh, I guess again, Philip talked about talk about just the just him. Uh, he basically <laughs> like him and Carpenter are a great team. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's, that's like I think that what was it like four or five movies that they were because there's on? this. Uh, there's there's the two escape movies. There's the thing. There's Big Trouble in Little China. And I feel like there's one more. There's one more that was like it was like one of his early early films, um, and I don't remember what the name of it was either. But yeah, there's like yeah, that's like that. Then like I just like after I escaped from L.A., they kind of stopped working together, which is very very sad. So that yeah. would I'd love to see these guys work together one more time. Just one just, last just time. One last time. I don't know, because unfortunately, like you know, like we were saying, like the '90s was kind of like a eh, point for him, and once you get into like the 2000s and like. Uh, I think his last movie was pretty panned, uh, the ward, and it was yeah. Uh, it's yeah he like, it's probably good that he's not directing anymore. It's I think it's cool though that he's like he's focusing on doing music now because again like I'm gonna just blanket statement for all of these movies the music's great in every single yeah. one of them. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, as far as my, my like also my last note I was gonna say on this right here it's super dorky but like and I've talked to you about this a billion times before but like mm-hmm. if you. Uh, like the the game Metal Gear, this is where Hideo Kojima pulled a lot yeah. of stuff from. Was like the, a lot of the '80s action movies, you know, like especially the straight. I mean, the freaking character's name is Snake. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, there you go. There's an eye patch. Great. <laughs> there you go. So this time, like I guess, final thoughts for this one. I enjoyed it much more. I appreciate a lot about it. Um, I don't. It's. I still don't see myself like revisiting it a, a, a whole lot because, like, you know, it's got a lot of depth to it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much the the case. But like, there's there's still there's a lot to appreciate. But yeah, there's not a lot of depth to it, so there's not a lot there's not a lot of reason to to go back to it super often. I don't know if you can count this as a guilty pleasure movie. Or it's whatever. definitely not a guilty pleasure because yeah, it's still a good movie. It's still a good movie, yeah. And because of that, like, honestly, I, I as far as Jamie ratings are concerned, I give it a ten. Like okay. I, I'll, I'll go, That's, I'll revisit again, and again. Yeah. Like I said, I can, I can go back there. Like I'll notice new things happening, or I'll, I like to examine, you know, the, the cinematography, especially mm-hmm. just looking at like you know the, the atmosphere, everything else. Like that just, it just, it's beautiful to me. I, I like this movie a lot. I, I totally, I totally understand giving it a ten. Uh, I gave it a six point eight, just in like the, it's again like the, yeah, the cinematography, like the overall atmosphere just elevates it, like that with the music and everything. But yeah, no. It's a I I recommend it for sure at, le- at least watching once if you're into anything remotely like it. I think I think like the as far as like ending the off right, like, off the with the movie is just saying uh, this is the most eighties oh uh, yeah action movie you could think of. This is the most early eighties action yeah. movie. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just if you if you're going in blind, just know that it's it's slower than you would probably expect, and that like that's a good way to to enter it. So the next film is Big Trouble in Little China, and boy oh boy. Uh, so I had only seen a little bit of this one on TV previously, and I hadn't gone out of my way to watch the full thing because it was kind of during like a, a bit of a slump in the second act, like the little portion I saw. So it didn't stand out to me in any way. 
boy howdy, I could not have been more wrong about this film. <laughs> like, there, I have so much to talk about. I've got a full page of notes. <laughs> I have a lot of quotes. Because <laughs> one thing, one thing I'm just gonna jump right into, I guess, is just saying that uh, the Jack Burton character, the played by Kurt Russell, by the way, yes, and, uh, who's back, and it's it, he has a lot of quotable lines. Oh yeah, out of there. He, Jack Burton is the perfect protagonist for this movie. Which is uh, we, weird because he's not really the protagonist. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's, <laughs> he's not the hero. He's, well, sorry, he, he, he's the protagonist. He's not the hero. That's what Right, saying, yeah. exactly. He's, he's, he believes he's the hero of this movie, which is, which is so great. Um, cause obviously Wang is the, is like the actual hero of yeah. the, of the movie. But, um, he's, he's just such a fucking dumbass. <laughs> he's, he's so fucking useless throughout There's... the entire movie up until the ending. And I, I like when I realized that that was a, th- cause like there's the first few scenes where he, he participates in certain scenes. He's like, Oh, he's not really doing much here. And then like, there's just that beautiful moment, like at the, at the wedding where he like just fires his gun up into the air. And, and first of all, I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? You're wasting bullets. And then like fucking just rocks come down on his head and knock him out. I was like, he knocked himself out. <laughs> it's so perfect. Uh, there's a part in there where um, he falls back onto a chair down a ramp. And he's like screaming, going, ah! yeah. and like he, he like hits the hits the edge of the well, and he's like trying to just ease himself up, and he just jumps up real fast and yeah. gets out of it. It's like, dude, what in the world? Um, you know, this movie did so well is that so Jack Burton is not like everybody's like you know, it's like he's he's not really a hero, or whatever yeah. stuff like that. The movie starts off telling you he's a hero. So yeah, the whole time you're thinking, oh, yeah. yeah, he's a hero. It sets you up with the wrong expectations, which is wrong. perfect. <laughs> speaking of which, I was uh, speaking of Kurt Russell. Um, I was trying to like pinpoint what his accent is because he's got a little bit of an accent. I noticed it in like Hateful Eight as well, and his accent is John Wayne. <laughs> like, yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, he just sounds he just sounds like him. Um, and <laughs> one of my one of my early notes was guns in an airport. This is the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I think uh, it's one of the things like being in like an airplane that you just wouldn't see anymore. I remember in Kill Bill there was like she had like the, the sword, uh, the, yeah, the sword there, and you're like, man, that just would not, that just went flying. That, yeah, it wouldn't happen in the world. Um, there's a guy in there who's uh, it's his name is uh, James Hung, who plays David Lopan. Yeah. So this this guy, by the way, plays like every old guy ever, and oh, like every I'm sure. like every old sorry rather every old Chinese man ever basically. Yeah. Um, apparently, he started off like uh, entertaining the troops. Like, he was in, uh, he's actually in the military, like the U.S. military. Like he was okay. Uh, I think it was the Korean War, and like he did a thing like he's like, doing like some entertaining stuff for the uh, the recruits. And the camp general loved him so much that he like made sure that he did not get shipped off anywhere. Like he stayed nice. there, and like he just yeah, he was playing just the be the funny guy, folks. Exactly. <laughs> hey, be the class clown is not not a bad thing sometimes. All right, it's, uh, it's okay. Yeah. Save your skin. Um, <laughs> I wrote down Chinese standoff. <laughs> the like just the big like alleyway yeah, scene is so is so great. It's a it's a great introduction to like the the action element of the movie and then just having the fucking like uh like the what are they the storms i think they're called um that was so great and like it took me a second to to realize this but like you know one of them just straight up looks like raiden and i was like oh they just take raiden and put him in this movie this movie came out before mortal Kombat, so it's like raiden came from here (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) a from 
probably like my my biggest praise of this movie is like this is the Mortal Kombat film we never got. This is <laughs> like um, Jack Burton is pretty much Johnny Cage. Like, well, actually, you know, if you want to talk about video game uh, yeah. analogy, here's the way. Like, basically, think of it like this: Jack Burton is like the is like your little brother who doesn't know how to play the game. Like, yes, and you're the and you're Wayne. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're, you're Wayne, and, he like, and just, he, he's got the controller that's turned off. <laughs> listen, the, the movie even has a, has a sewer level. Yes, that's true. That is true. <laughs> it has everything you ever need. I I like uh, I was looking back to Jack Burton for one second again. So I like the fact that it feels like uh, Kurt Russell was not told what's going to happen in the movie. Oh. It feels like he didn't get any of the script at all. <laughs> like it's basically just like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> one, of, one of my notes. I'm sorry. Right after Chinese standoff, and it says, and then there's Raiden, and then it just the next note is this is bananas. <laughs> I, I, I'll pull up one quote right here. Uh, what are we doing standing around speaking Chinese history for? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Part Pilgrim. Like, Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Uh, I kept expecting uh, David Carradine to show up for some reason, like as, as Lopan, <laughs> which they did not do. They they actually had Asian actors in this movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. What an idea, huh? If you're going to have Asian characters, maybe put Asian actors in there. Uh but yeah, and like for some reason, just like the just the tone of it, I kept expecting him to show up. I don't know why. <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the really funny things about the movie is that like I saw like this. I remember seeing this image once of like somebody's tattoo. Yeah, it said, uh, "It's all in the reflexes." Yes, like nice. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, well, I, I, I want to get to the ending in a bit. Okay, get in a bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, he. That, there's like a scene where he goes into a brothel like dressed as a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so great. <laughs> he just like he's got like the hair like slicked back and uh like he's the got glasses, the, the glasses. Yeah, it's so yeah. it's so dumb. I love it. Um yeah, man, like it, I don't know. Kurt, Kurt Russell, man, he just Oh yeah. He's uh <laughs> um he or I already made like the comparison like saying this is a this is like a great Mortal Kombat movie. It also like there's especially like early scenes where like uh, Wang is kind of introducing Jack to all this all these elements. Uh, it it made me think of like Jackie Chan Adventures, um, <laughs> which is not surprising considering Jackie he wanted Jackie Chan to play Wang. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, no, the studio was concerned that his English wasn't wasn't good enough. So. Mm. Um, that's, that's kind of a shame. This could have been a Jackie Chan movie and a the, Kurt Russell movie. The, dude. the guy they have though is great. Yeah, no, he's, he's very his, charming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that just far as like the yeah. uh, the the, the, the alternate universe. The alternate universe. So, like, yeah. Oh man, I would have been. This may be a joke for you, but anybody who's ever seen Jingle All the Way, uh, did the creature look like Booster? It looks like yeah. It looks like, like a deranged booster. Yeah, like a deranged booster. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, I have a note here that says uh, "guy just explodes." That's something. Yeah, <laughs> guy, guy <laughs> blows up and explodes. Um, he has like the, I like there's like a shot of like his foot. It's like it's like ballooning up. Like yes. the little toes are ballooning up. I'm like that looks great. That looks I mean, look it looks awful, but it looks great. The whole, at the same time. The whole ending is just perfect. Uh, like because the big fight at the end, uh, like. The production design of the wedding, like with the neon all over, all around the like uh, the, the sort of like the, the Chinese inspired look, is incredible. And then just in just like the whole action sequence, uh, yeah, him firing the gun up in the air, uh, and just the 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 goddamn throwing the knife into the head. <laughs> it's... Well, the the best part was that 
So you're not you're saying the whole the whole part of the okay, yeah. this, this scene here is that he chucks it at uh, Lopan, misses, hits the was it the gong back there? Yeah. Lopan picks it up, th- like goes ah Jack Burton whatever he throws yeah. it back at him. Jack Burton catches it like like a like an awesome action hero yeah. does, and then chunks it back at him and just stabs him right in the forehead, and it's like holy crap! All the reflexes, <laughs> all the reflexes. It's like dang, <laughs> you don't get you don't get to deliver a one liner, Jack Burton. You've been fucking up this entire movie <laughs> like, you know what old jack burton says who jack burton me what the hell <laughs> i i also wrote but the puppet and monster suits though <laughs> but the puppets and monster suits um the monster lives at the very end yes <laughs> that, that was a that was great um <laughs> the, like i you came up as i was finishing the movie oh yeah and yeah I, like i just had like the biggest smile on my you face throughout <laughs> the whole third act and uh because, like, the movie starts off really good. It kind of dips in the second act. It slows down quite a bit. And then, in like, the ending is just perfect. Like, it, it, it's just, it just goes off the rails. It's amazing. Yeah, I put, like, the, yeah, the, the second half is a little slower pace. But then, yeah, it totally picks up. Um, the stunt work and the effects are so cheesy. Oh yeah, but they're pretty impressive and fun at the same time. Like when Wang is like flying through the air and like and like yeah. uh, fighting the uh, whatever that was it the storm guy. Or whatever. Yeah, there was another yeah, yeah one yeah, of the yeah, other yeah. storm guys. And like they're just like just doing it like just get, they do it over and over again. I'm just like this is so cool. <laughs> yes, God, it's so cheesy, but I love it. <laughs> I can understand why it was a box office flop because they didn't they didn't know how to market it. And that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, it had an issue where they had to rush into production because of the Golden Child coming out. As yes. Well, it's very sim- uh, similar. Uh, and, Golden Child. And inferior in, in every single way. Yeah. That no movie kidding. fucking sucks. <laughs> right? I know I've seen the Golden Child like once in my life, at least. And it's like, that is like, oh man. How do people not know that Eddie Murphy just doesn't have a future? <laughs> how, did, how did they not? Well, because he had he had a string of really good movies. He had, That's true. He had yeah. Coming to America. Guess, it's like yeah, like, he had a nice period in there, you know. And then like yeah. he had Doctor Doolittle and just went yeah. Like, but then he had he, I I love I love how we were, Beth and I were just talking about this the other day where uh, he was saying something about how he's all Shreked out as like uh, you better check yourself before you Shrek yourself, buddy, because uh, that's the only thing you've got right now. <laughs> Yeah. You have, like, they kept your movie on it. I think they kept that Thousand Words movie on the shelf for, like, three years or something. And it, it just, like, kind of, like, threw it in the dumpster or whatever, like, just for people to see it. Like, Ventures of Pluto Nash. Yeah, no or fucking kidding. Ventures of Pluto Lame, am I right, guys? More like Norbit. Norbit, <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Anyway, so back to the, <laughs> to the good movie. Yes. Um, man, I, I don't have much else to really say about this. I was just like, I, I enjoyed the heck out of yeah, it. It's, um, it's so great. I just have one more line I got to read off, which is, yes. uh, if we're not back by the, by morning, by dawn, rather, call the president. <laughs> <laughs> I messed that line up, darn it. Anyway, uh, no, you, you got anything final? I, you know, I wrote down 8.7 for my Jamie rating. I'm just going to bump it up to a nine. I love this movie. Uh, I'll give you a nine as well. Yeah. I, I, we got to make sure to get the Blu-ray eventually. Uh, you feel this movie is racist, by the way? Just to... no, <laughs> I absolutely because it's it's just a it's a kung fu movie and like it it has like and the the white guy in it is a fuck up like it, like all, only the Asian characters know what they're doing in this movie. If listen, if I, I I'm just an ignorant white boy, I don't know anything, so maybe you can tell me about why I'm wrong. 
but like I guess, I think the only like criticism this movie gets is that it has that cliche of like the the white savior thing going on there. Sure, but like but at the, the same, same time, time like, yeah, he he only he does one thing right the entire movie. Yeah, that's it. Um, it happens to kill the bad guy. Yeah, that, and that's like I said, the little brother accidentally kills the bad guy. And like you know, basically steals your kill because yeah. Like, it's not like I mean I feel like the other guys would have probably taken care of you eventually like right like, yeah Lopan was kind of losing so. yeah Lopan was losing anytime someone like wants to become immortal and like uh and like yeah return their f- flesh and bone I'm like why you're you're you were doing a lot better as a ghost buddy you should have dealt with the bat the, dealt with the people you know infiltrating yeah. your place first and then became like you know he could have waited Kurt Russell only won because Wang was busy yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, in my personal opinion, I don't believe this movie's actually racist. I, th- I think they handled everything pretty well. All right, so yeah, nine, nine all around. Sweet, dude. Yeah. Nice. They Live. This was my first time seeing this film ever. So, uh, I, have been wanting to see it forever, but, um, this was, this was the first opportunity I really got. And, uh, overall, I, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a movie that like so I had seen this one like years ago. Like my 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 dad was a great influencer on me cuz he would like watch these movies. <laughs> so um so like they live something that, like I I had actually like watched a long time. I think that, I wasn't even sure if I knew it was John Carpenter for, like the longest time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think that when I, I think I hadn't watched it in years. So like for some reason I had like this thought that it was Kurt Russell was like the was the uh um, uh, the the main character, yeah, name, Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper, yeah, Roddy Piper is. Thank you, that's his name. That's uh, whatever. He God, God rest his soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, All right, P in peace. But like, man, uh, you know, he he fits in with this movie though. That's like, oh like, yeah, absolutely. Carpenter does a really good job of like, even if the person may not be like great or whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure he could probably do like thing. You bring him in like you. It's, it's there's a lot of atmosphere going on. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, he can direct these people. To... Carpenter makes really competent B movies, and this is a great example of it because yeah. um, this is this is B movie bliss. Like it, it just, it's nuts. Um, is it the B movie? Like if you if you compare like to like Escape from New York, like if Escape from New York would be like, would that be like an A movie? That would be a B movie. Um, Escape from New York, I think, became a B movie with time. Like this one has just always been. <laughs> <laughs> this just started off <laughs> because, like, yeah, like, like you said, uh, he's not necessarily not necessarily like the best at. He didn't do a bad job. Yeah. Um. Like I remember being very surprised when he started delivering lines. How not terrible he was at it. To Carpenter's credit, it's just like yeah, knowing how to direct uh, people and uh, just putting competence everywhere else. Like, again, the cinematography here is pretty good. Every like I think Big Trouble out of all the movies we watched for this had the best score uh this one had a really cool one it's a little bit repetitive um but it's a it's very cool it's got kind of like that sort of like westerny jazzy thing going on like both of those meshed together with a little bit of synth as well and uh carpenter and Howarth are just are, are great with music do you know what scene it was i walked in on i, I remember the scene i walked in on uh when i first like saw this movie. i didn't see the beginning of it until like more recently uh, was whenever he walks into the the bank with like the gun and everything, like, yeah, like ready to go. And oh, I was yeah. like, it's like what is happening in the here? Like, iconic what, scene. Like what is yeah, that? That's the other thing. That's the, it's the iconic scene out there. It's like the scene that you see the the image of. Like you know, that's him with the sunglasses on. He's ready to you know kick ass and kick, chew bubble gum. Yep. <laughs> He's all, all out of gum. gum. Yep, and it's like 
I was like, okay, let's let's see what the movie's got, got going for. And I just sat down the entire movie, and I was like, this is this is great. <laughs> um, I like the effects of uh, he puts the glasses on. You know, the the billboards all change. Yeah, uh, obey. You know, yeah. all that other stuff like you know, the and, classic stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the um the I love the look. The the uh, aliens look really. Uh, like they're very always like masks, yeah. But like I, I love how they look, especially in black and white. They look really great. Yeah, they're great. Um, yeah, like um, whenever that there's like a shot of like the lady down the alleyway, like talking to like her internal yeah. watch, or whatever. Like that, I like that shot because it's like just it looks it looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because like the black and white clearly is like to its credit essentially. Yeah, because like they they show it in color at the end and they look fine. Um, but that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, when the uh, the the signal goes down, like there's right. like. Uh, there's a, there's a great uh, ending to this thing. Yeah, the, it has the best ending shot of any film ever. This woman's uh, having sex with uh, with one of them, and he, she looks down like, ah! what's going on? Oh, what's going on? And there's cuts to credits. It's like that's ah, fantastic. Um, let's see. Uh, I love like because you know I was wondering how they were gonna kind of introduce everything. And uh, the first kind of weird thing going on is the guy hacking into the uh, the TV station, uh, and I, I love that. It's it's got a it's 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 a very cool scene. <laughs> I wrote down a line, something about walking a white line, white line in the middle of the the white lines in the middle of the road, worst pa- place to drive. <laughs> um, one of the cool things I remember is uh, so like whenever he meets the girl whatever you're like oh yeah it's gonna be the love interest like all this stuff whatever throws like, out a fucking window <laughs> <laughs> and, and like uh you know it's it's obviously he's kidnapping her like maybe well maybe like she'll see the glasses and it'll be okay or whatever yeah. yeah he she smacks him over the head with the bottle and then chucks him out the window like yes. he rolls down uh and then you see her show up again you're like oh she she believed him like yeah, yeah she put great. on the glasses yeah she put on the glasses she must be yeah she's on their side now uh and then she kills uh his his friend yep and it's like, oh, and then, you know, she obviously kills him as well. But, like, wait, did I, just, did I just remember that wrong? Or did... Uh, no, he the, shoots her. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, right. Yeah. He shoots her, and then the, then the helicopter is the one that, yeah. Yeah. Takes, takes after, him out. After he uh, takes out the satellite thing. Yeah. Um, One of the coolest scenes is, like, that first police raid. Because, uh, like, they've got the red flares, and it's, like, the smoke's all in the sky, and there's, like, red light and everything. That looks... That looks so amazing. When they're just like busting into the organization's building, or they just like just yes. shooting the place up and everything. Like, oh was... yeah, and like everyone just has no idea what's going on. It's complete chaos. It's it's so awesome. Um, one of my notes is just one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like so, when he gets the glasses and starts, you know, just shooting people up. One of my notes was just, "What if this fucker was just crazy? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what, what would this movie be like? Because." Uh, what a what a twist! Yeah. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> oh my god, you thought he's just a crazy dude? Yeah, like he just thinks the glasses are making him see this stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> would have been. I, I just like yeah, I like seen him like shoot up his fucking bank, uh, hop into a, a lady's car and kidnap her basically. Yeah, no, like I I love how it played out, but I was just thinking that the whole time. Like, one of you is just nuts. What are the one of the scenes in there that like kind of just really bothers me is like the uh, there's like a fight scene in there between him and his friend, and they're just like going back and forth, back and forth, just beating the crap out of each other. Like, Do you want to know a bit of trivia for that? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so that fight scene was supposed to be like 20 seconds long, and uh-huh. then uh, I guess Roddy Piper and Keith David were just like out back, like practice choreographing this whole fight, and showed it to John Carpenter's like, "Here, I'll put it in." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so it's just this five minute long thing oh of them just going back and forth. It's it's hilarious. Uh, good old Keith David. <laughs> good old Keith David. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I remember actually another reason. I also I was watching the movie. I remember with my dad was like, it's like, oh, Keith David, that's the guy from Halo. Yeah, that's he's the Arbiter, that's, right? Yeah, he's the Arbiter. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's that's that guy. So that, that was another reason I, I stuck I stuck around a little bit for the to watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's a very it's a very fun movie. You just want to. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just I think like it is near the middle of the movie. I just wrote pretty big jump. Like, because, because it just goes from, like, being pretty subdued to all of a sudden he's just fucking running around shooting everybody. And I don't know if that would fly as well today. Uh, I wrote women ruin everything. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Um, I also enjoyed the fact that uh, as a huge fucking nerd, um, I, uh, I noticed that there was the PKE meters from Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's like, oh, is that just, is that the same thing from, is that the same thing? <laughs> uh, I was like looking at it, I was like, that looks familiar. That's, that's it. That is, the, and I, I looked it up and it is. They just used the prop. <laughs> uh, I thought so, okay, yeah. I was like, there's no way they just like would have made a, a very similar prop like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, when the girl was, like, when he was kidnapping the girl, I put, uh, solve things pretty easily by putting the glasses on her and turning on the TV. But where's the fun in that? <laughs> yeah, like like we've been saying, very fun. It's probably like as far as you know, John Carpenter and B movies go. This is this is amazing. <laughs> this is so fun. You know, I I will just say that I like, I like the first two movies that we watched a lot way more. This oh yeah, year. absolutely. You know, this is one of those ones I'll watch like you enjoy it on a different level. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch like once every like ten years or so, sure. whatever. But how about a Jamie rating? I was gonna say like I'd probably Jamie rating wise I'd probably give it about a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven point five. Yeah. So yeah, man, that that covers all of them. You know, we didn't talk about uh, the thing or Christine or some of his other some of his other works, and a lot of them I haven't seen yet. Uh, uh, again, our 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 PA loaned us a bunch of uh, a bunch of his movies, so I'm gonna get around to watching some of them. Uh, but what? there's a, there's a lot of. So we might be able to do another Carpenter podcast. I, I probably I, won't be in it since I'm sure you probably won't, unless you want to cover Halloween. Unless it's gonna be... we we, co- we covered Halloween. Oh in yeah, our, yeah, our Halloween of special. Oh, um, of course. So or like the the thing, right? Yeah, the thing is a th- that's a good one. Um, yeah. I've watched the thing. Uh, you guys watch for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the one with Kurt Russell, you watched it and you didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. That's, the, huh. that's like one of the few ones that are like I can't believe I didn't actually like this. Oh, man, I, lo- some, I love Kurt Russell. It's got some of the best of like. You know, practical effects yeah. in any movie ever. <laughs> like I appreciate the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So there you go. There's your podcast for the, for the thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we talked about it. Five, um, five out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. Uh, um, but yeah, no. So I guess I guess that's it. What are we talking about next time, Chris? Uh, we're doing uh, Deadpool. Deadpool two. listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.